0: Welcome to the Customer Acquisition Podcast. My name is Thorsten. If you are in marketing or sales and you want to increase demand, build more pipeline and acquire more customers for your B2B product, this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we will mix together webinars, live streams, interviews and everything else in audio format. I also recommend registering for weekly netly live sessions on Wednesdays at one central European time. Here we cover a different topic related to customer acquisition, such as content marketing, advertising, sales, and much more. You can sign up at nutleyco slash live. Now on to this episode. So this week, I want to talk about finding your audience on Facebook, uh, even if you sell a complex B2B product or solution. Uh, You have, uh, you're you're in IoT, cybersecurity, you have some form of uh, software uh, as a service, uh, but more on the enterprise side of things. And the first thing is that your audience is on Facebook. And the main objection I get to advertising on Facebook is uh, that it's for private use. Uh, It's to connect with friends and family. It's to... um, Uh, follow uh, influencers and uh, uh, watch videos and so on. And let's say you're a cybersecurity company, you think, oh, I need to go to LinkedIn or Google uh, to advertise and and acquire new leads and customers. Uh, I would say a definite no. Uh, Facebook can be an amazing channel uh, when it comes to finding new customers, even for B2B companies uh, with very complex products, long sales cycles, many stakeholders. And the first thing you need to realize is that the the line between uh, your private life and your professional life is very blurry. People check their phones, use messaging apps, uh, they are on Facebook. And uh, the CTO or CEO at an engineering company, they might be very active on Facebook, Instagram and if you are able to target him or her with the right content at the right time it doesn't really matter which channel it is on Um, and you want to be on Facebook you want to advertise on Facebook because it is the platform that helps you scale uh, and build up your audience uh, at a very low cost compared to other advertising channels so you might be thinking uh, LinkedIn has a better targeting options for B2B, uh, but it's quite expensive. Uh, Google Ads is really good if you have a lot of existing demand, uh, meaning people are searching for your company name or the product category you're in, but that can be very expensive as well. So using Facebook uh, advertising, it's just a matter of being thoughtful when creating audiences and for about what types of campaigns you're running on Facebook. So um, we like to uh, differentiate between up, up interruption versus intent-based advertising. Um, so how, how is Facebook different from other advertising channels such as uh, Google Ads and LinkedIn? How, and how do these different channels uh, play together? And Google, and I'm mainly talking about search ads and on YouTube or display, it helps people to find information that they're looking for. So that's quite obvious. Uh, Google then leases out the top and bottom sections uh, of the search results for uh, advertisements, uh, and these are placed based on an auction and the market chooses the price based on what it's worth to pay per click and that is why high intent searches can be extremely expensive so if you look at uh, one of the best examples of this is uh, this crm space so most uh, crm platforms they have a uh, subscription model you pay monthly or annually Uh, if you look at salesforce they have a Uh, $20 billion ARR, annual recurring revenue. And they understand the power of uh, recurring uh, revenue and they understand the value of acquiring a new customer. That is why they will happily pay 60, 80, 100 dollars or euros for someone searching for CRM. Um, But there are some flaws with intent-based advertising. So, So search in Google or Bing. If not everyone, or if there's very few people searching, you don't have any uh, keywords to build on, essentially. Uh, you need to create the, the intent, you need to create the demand, especially if you're in a new product category or a complex product category where people don't really understand the problem they have and the solution uh, that will solve this problem. So uh, Google is very mature, um, uh, and there's no easy money when it comes to Google anymore. It might have been 10, 20 years ago. Um, so if you're going to use search, you, need to, you can compete. But you need to be very efficient with your campaigns. Um, and think about your behavior when you look for a product. Uh, uh, you Google it. Um, but if you don't know about it, you, you need to be made, uh, made aware of the product first. Uh, so it's not really an either-or or situation. And when it comes to ads, so ads try to siphon you off to another website, uh, reach a wide audience and take them from being unaware to be a customer for your company. Um, and banner ads either if it's on Google Display or Facebook or LinkedIn, they are interruption marketing. And if they are irrelevant, we don't click on them. Quite simple. But if you can get the right message, uh, right audience, and right timing, you will have really good results. You will have lower costs, but you need to get the audience and the data right. Uh, But the question and the one I tend to answer is how you you, you find your audience on, on Facebook specifically. So Facebook is just another form of banner advertising. And banner ads in general have a terrible click-through rate or uh, CTR. Uh, most ads on a website do not get clicked. You might have heard of the, the law of shitty click-throughs, excuse my language, but the the first banner ad was uh, published, I believe, in 1994, and uh, the CTR on this banner ad was 78%. The median CTR today for Google Ads, uh, for display ads, are 0.47%. And maybe retargeting or remarketing might help. Uh, So maybe you make the ads more relevant based on past behavior. Um, But still, uh, most of us have seen examples of really bad retargeting as well. So it, it might be better, but it's not great either. Facebook, however, is really good at getting your audience right. So uh, Facebook lets you show ads to specific people based on different types of targeting. So instead of having generic ads, you can provide valuable content to a very specific audience. uh, And there's nothing wrong uh, to interrupt your audience if the message is of value and it's uh, perceived as very very relevant for the recipient. Uh, But... You need the right audience, you need the right data to reach the right people at the right time. And you can do this with with Facebook, it just requires a lot of thought, giving Facebook the right data and testing many different variations of your ads. So how do you do do audience research and how do you find your uh, audience on Facebook? Um, The first thing you can do and should do is to amplify success by looking at your existing customers. So you don't have to guess. You can have the data you are already using that you already have in your CRM, for example, to make more data-driven decisions about the audience you want to reach. So let's say if you could clone one of your customers, your best customers, uh, what behaviors and demographics and interactions would you look for? And this is why you need to start with an ICP. And this is something you should do uh, for all, um, for every tactic, you should start with a good understanding of the customer. Uh, You should know their location, their interests, their behaviors, job title, uh, what kind of value proposition they might uh, engage with. And the thing with Facebook is that it need a lot of, it doesn't need a lot of data to find new customers. So if you give Facebook and the algorithm on Facebook more data uh, based on your existing customers, you can actually use Facebook to go out and look for more people who are similar to your existing customers. So you can feed Facebook with you know, demographic data, firmographic data, so location, age, industry, title, or you can base it on the actions your customers have taken. So let's say you want to find people who are similar to someone who has requested a demo, requested to talk to sales, uh, maybe they have bought some, something from you. Uh, maybe they have read your product page or, or seen uh, one of your videos. Maybe they've seen 50% or more of your videos natively on Facebook and the list goes on. So. Building your ideal customer profile, I can't cover the whole process in this session, but you need to at least have the basics in order. So you have uh, location, uh, if there's a specific region or country or language, uh, job role or function. And this is not the most precise uh, targeting option on Facebook as many people don't add this to their uh, profile, but you might find some. Is there any industries or sub-verticals that they work in? Uh, so what's their age range? So, Usually you're, you can input, uh, let's say, 30 to 60, for example. Uh, education level, uh, what behaviors do they have uh, that, that makes them easy to associate with, um, uh, demographics, interests, um, and topics they're, they're interested in learning about. And having these, this basic ICP will help you later on uh, when it comes to targeting the right people and the right and give them the right offer or message on Facebook. And just a quick word about the Facebook Pixel. Um, I assume most of you listening have, uh, have some knowledge about the Facebook Pixel, but I just uh, want to mention it uh, just in case. Um, the Pixel is just a piece of code that you install in the header on your website. And it does a lot of work for you. So what happens is when uh, you have this call on your website, it uh, works as a way to feed Facebook with data that helps you to find your audience. So let's say uh, you're doing content marketing, you're doing email, you're doing advertising on different channels, and you have uh, visits to certain websites, you have people requesting a demo, uh, Facebook can register all this activity. So it won't give you the the, the individual names, but it will, it will tell you the audience size. So let's say you want to see who has visited uh, or how many people have visited your product page. You can create an audience uh, with the data from the Facebook pixel. And that tells you that uh, 500 people have uh, visited your product page, for example. Or there's been 50 conversions for your demo. Uh, and you can use this data to make uh, lookalikes uh, and so on. I'm, I'm going to touch on this uh, later. And you can also use this to uh, uh, create exclusions. So you can create an exclusion. So let's say, uh, again, someone has registered for your uh, they requested a demo or they, they want to talk to sales you might want to exclude these people from your advertising campaigns. You don't want to show a request a demo ad for, uh, to someone who has requested a demo. So we use the pixel to uh, identify different audiences, custom audiences, and the size in each part of the customer journey, and make sure that we advertise to the most relevant audience uh, at any given time. So how do we build custom audiences? So, so this is the the, the naming of uh, the audiences uh, in Facebook, custom audiences. So you can essentially create your own criteria for uh, the audiences you want to uh, put together. And this is one of the main strengths when it comes to advertising on Facebook. It's very, very comprehensive. Uh, so you can, you, you can build... Audiences uh, based on many, many different criteria, but it's definitely a, a combination of, of, you know, the art, the uh, being creative, and science. So you can't have overlapping sources, but you can create audiences based on website traffic and behavior. So again, how many people visited your product page? How many people visited your pricing page? Is there a specific categories on your blog that people are reading a lot. Uh, You have interest targeting. So that might be uh, magazines they follow, companies they follow, software they use, uh, and other interests. And then also customer lists. So let's say you have uh, a thousand customers in your CRM, you can upload this list to Facebook and you will get, uh, and Facebook will try to match the emails to the uh, data Facebook has, and see if they can find the, these uh, these contacts. And I want to mention the importance of naming conventions. So you need to keep your uh, ad account very organized. So I will go through the different types of audiences later on. Um, but I, uh, and this is not something I came up with, but it's. Um, if you have the six different audiences and you can name them uh, A, B, C, D, E, F uh, based on which stage of the customer journey they are in to keep your, your, um, your uh, uh, ad account organized. So you can create different audiences based on uh, interests, website traffic, you can upload your contacts. And then you can create a campaign. So let's say you have a, 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 an asset. Let's say it's a video. Uh, you can set up an ad set structure with different targeting, and then on the ad uh, ad level, you will have uh, variations in the creative. So the so the image, the video, uh, the text. So there are six audiences. Uh, you. Should build or should, six types of audiences. So after creating your ICP, you need to pinpoint who your audience is. So when creating your Facebook campaigns, you will input these targeting criteria. Uh, but this audience will, in most cases, most cases either be too big or too narrow. So. Say we want to target project managers and engineers in the construction industry aged twenty five to sixty in uh, Europe and North America this will be quite a large group of maybe hundreds of thousands or let's say a million plus so it 's quite quite broad and naturally you will not expect uh, let's just say it's a w- one million people this whole audience will obviously not be uh, interested in your product or content. So you you will have uh, a drop off. So you you advertise towards one million people. And let's say there's 50,000 people who engage with your uh, Facebook video. And you want to use Facebook to pinpoint which people within your target audience is most likely to engage with your company and buy. So you want to show the right ads to the right people at the right time and you don't want to advertise to people who are not interested in your content or your product. So you begin broad and over time Facebook will help you to dial in who is actually interested as they engage with your post. So they click on it, they like, they they click through to your website. but you need to be really thoughtful about this. And this is where the different uh, types of audiences uh, come in. So you have six audiences uh, you should build. You have the unaware, problem aware, solution aware, product aware, uh, most aware, uh, also uh, buying or purchase intent, and then you have customer. So let's go through each of these stages one by one. So unaware, these are the audiences for people who have no idea who you are. They have never seen or heard about you or visited your website, uh, seen a video or nothing. So if you lack awareness, if you you don't have demand for your product or solution, uh, This is done by some different types of uh, targeting. So the easiest to get started with is interest-based targeting. So I want to target people who are interested in uh, X and Y. So this can be magazines, it can be people who are influencers, say it's an author, Uh, it can be um, software, it can be companies they, they follow. It can also be interests. So you need to think about the interest beyond the obvious. So let's just take a consumer example. If you had an e-commerce shop who you sold uh, football stuff, you sold t- T-shirts, you sold uh, shoes and, uh, uh, and that kind of stuff, you... Your initial thought will, might be, "Oh, you want to target people who like Ronaldo or Pele or uh, uh, some famous football player." But if but these players are someone who everybody knows about. It's not, It's quite obvious. So in this case, you would try to target someone only diehard football fans would know about. So who's like a player, who's like the best player in the 80s that only diehard f- uh, fans uh, uh, knows about. So you need to go beyond the obvious to get a better, more targeted audience. Another way is the lookalike uh, audience. So... Say you already have a successful campaign. You have a campaign that uh, gave you a lot of video views, a lot of clicks to your website. Uh, You can create a lookalike audience uh, that mirror your existing audience. So uh, a typical example is your customers. You have, again, a list of a 1,000 customers. You upload this list to Facebook and Facebook will go out and find people who are... Uh, similar so this is essentially what mach- machine learning is is finding similarities in big data sets with multiple objects so the object is you as a user and you as a user you have a lot of information uh, uh, stored on the Facebook platform so uh, Facebook knows, Pages you like, people you follow, pages, pages you follow, and so on. So you take a successful campaigns and have, uh, have Facebook go and find people who are similar to the people from your successful ca- campaign. So this is based on uh, thousands of, of shared data points between uh, users. Then you have the problem aware. Uh, this is the audience with people who at least have some awareness around your product and company. Say so that they might not fully understand the value of your product. They they, they, they don't have a full grasp of the, the features and the value that your product can deliver. And when you have the Facebook pixel installed, uh, as I mentioned, the small piece of code on your website, this will inform Facebook about someone's behavior on your website. So page views, uh, form fills, conversions, and so on. And for example, you could make an audience with uh, that, that is named all visitors or uh, all who converted on a demo form, for example. We can see how many people have uh, seen your product page, your case studies, pricing pages, uh, read your content on a specific topic. Uh, you can see who has engaged with your company profile, uh, seen your videos in the, in the Facebook feed and so on. And it lets you see your audience, uh, audiences' demographics and behavior. So you can see, okay, they visited page A, but they have not visited page B. And say again, back to the example, you have targeted one million people who are project managers and engineers at the construction companies in Europe and uh, North uh, America. Uh, Facebook helps you to promote an asset and 50,000 out of those 1 million people engage with that asset and they clicked on your website or they they, they, shot, uh, they watched uh, 50% or more of your video. And this is then your problem aware audience. Then it's your solution aware audience. So this is the audience who have indicated interest in your product by either visiting a specific page. So the, the product page or the pricing page, uh, and then maybe they have signed up for a product webinar. Uh, again, you can also upload contacts. So let's say we have uh, your sales qualified leads, for example, in your in your uh, marketing automation platform, your, your CRM platform, uh, and by the way, be a bit careful about this when if you are in the EU, uh, you might uh, might cause some trouble uh, in that case, so be a bit careful with uh, with that one. Um, uh, but you can also, some marketing automation platforms uh, like HubSpot, the, one, the, the platform we use, you can sync your contacts in HubSpot, for example, with uh, the different ad platforms, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and Google. And when you're building this audience, in addition to page visits, you can also tie success of the campaign. You can tie it to, for example, uh, time on site or scroll depth. Uh, who uh, so you have a segment, an audience who you know is very engaged. So these are people who have not only visited your website, but they have also consumed a lot of content because of pretty big uh, segment of your visitors they might not be people who are buying maybe they uh, are not they they went to your website were not interested and they exited right away but if you are um, making an audience of people who have spent a lot of time on your site they've consumed a lot of content they've scrolled they might be more uh, they they, they graph, they understand what you offer, they're more likely to trust you, and they might be more open to a sales conversation later on. Uh, these people have usually spent time consuming your, your value proposition, maybe they've read some specifications, they've read case studies, uh, and then in general they have a better understanding than your unaware uh, and your uh, uh, problem aware audiences. Then you have your product-aware uh, audience, and this is quite simple. These are the people who have actively requested and shown interest in your product. So. Typically, this will be someone who has requested a demo, they want pricing, they have uh, filled out a form to talk to sales. Uh, It can also be when someone has used a product configuration tool or a pricing tool on your website to get some form of an estimate. Uh, It can also be uh, when someone has booked a meeting through a meeting scheduling link. Then it's buying intent. And this audience in some cases might have too much overlap with uh, the the last, the previous audience, um, with the product aware audience. Uh, So if you are sales led, you might be able to just skip this, uh, the the product aware or at least combine uh, the product aware and the buying intent uh, uh, audiences. So you will have five audiences instead of six. And this is a great audience, especially if you have a product-led company. So let's say you have uh, the first uh, 100 devices you connect are free, or uh, you have a certain cap when it comes to users. So let's say the first three users are free, and you are leading with a free trial of your product or your solution, uh, and then you want to upsell this person uh, later on into a, a, a bigger subscription or paid subscription. Uh, it can also be if you have some sort of uh, e commerce functionality. So you, you have a product people can add to their cart, uh, and this helps you to do abandoned cart campaigns and retargeting campaigns uh, if they don't go through with the purchase. It's also a good idea to have this uh, have this audience if you want to exclude the audience from re- uh, retargeting campaigns when they have already started the trial uh, or started uh, using your product or added a product to their cart. Um, so. And then it's your last... Um, last audience, which is the customer one. So when people have bought whatever product or solution you are selling, uh, you can use this audience to upsell or retain or exclude them from uh, certain campaigns so they don't have to get the same marketing messaging again, that's just a poor user experience. Uh, and you can also have a, a custom event, so if someone uh, checks out, they have, you know, signed up for your software or they have uh, put the product in, the, they have uh, checked out from your e-commerce store uh, or you have some sort of sync with your CRM, you can tell Facebook that, uh, okay, this person, they are a customer now. And again, you can also upload the list of customers Um Uh, and mark it as an offline conversion. So say you are advertising over 12 months. Uh, So let me paint you a picture of how it can look like and, and what expectations you should have. So you want to bring someone from unaware to becoming a customer. And say you want to close 50 new customers. So again, in this scenario, you have in, you have found an audience, you have used interest targeting, you use lookalikes, and you, you cast a wide net. So again, we're targeting engineers and project managers at construction companies in Europe uh, and North America, it's, uh, they are age 25 and 60, uh, both genders, uh, so a broad targeting. Uh, You are using interest targeting, so magazines they read. So maybe there's like some engineering magazine, uh, technical magazines, uh, technology uh, magazines that they might be reading. There might be events they attend, companies they follow, uh, job title. uh, And you promote a mix of articles, native videos, product pages to this audience. So everyone will engage, but you have 50,000 people who Are engaging. They are reading your blog post. They have viewed a video natively on Facebook, and you now see that there's um, uh, an audience of problem-aware 50,000 people who are problem-aware, and these people might be interested in taking the next step. They want maybe they want to learn more about your uh, product. So say you have uh, webinars or events, you have case studies, maybe you uh, want to start promoting more information about your product. So you have a product webinar, you have case studies you promote, and out of the 50,000, you have 10,000 who are engaging with this content. So now you have a a solution-aware audience uh, with 10,000 people. And then you want to make them product aware. So you promote a product page. Uh, let's say you have a solutions page or an industry page where you tell them about the specific use cases for a specific industry, for the construction industry in this case. And you uh, have 2,000 people who are product aware. The next step will be to uh, get them to... Uh, the next stage, which is, which is uh, uh, buying intent, purchasing intent. Uh, so say you are promoting a demo or you want them to request pricing, so you want to fill, out, have them fill out some form uh, on your website. And say out of the t- 2,000 people, you have 500 people who request um, uh, a demo or pricing or they want to talk to sales. So these people over 12 months, they get put into a sales process. Not everyone is uh, qualified. The timing is not right, Uh, not the right solution for them. And you end up with 50 people who you, uh, you upload these people from CRM or you have some kind of sync. Uh, You you mark uh, these 50 companies or people as one in your CRM. And this is synced to your uh, uh, Facebook ad account so one thing many companies uh, ask me about is the uh, the detailed targeting and how you're know, using detailed targeting versus broad targeting and how that affects reach and pricing so uh, the more aware the closer to buying something the higher chance of buying uh, the product um, the more expensive uh, the prices will usually be. Uh, So if you only advertise to people who are fully aware and have buying intent, yeah, you will have a great return on investment. But only so many people are actively buying at any given time. So you, and if that was the case, then uh, you wouldn't really have to advertise. Um, In B2B, many lean towards more detailed targeting. The risk of having very data targeting, is that when you have a small audience and you have by default a low click-through rate, uh, you risk having a very small audience and you will get very uh, little results. So, say you have a very high friction offer, you only advertise towards people. Uh, you let's say you are promoting a demo or uh, contact us ad, for example and that ad is not really aligned with the customer journey, and you have a narrow targeting, say you wanna uh, just, uh, let's just use one number, let's say 500 or 1,000 people, and your click-through rate is uh, 1%. Um, you might end up just uh, five, uh, no, f- five, 10 people who are uh, clicking through your website and converting on a demo. Uh, and even, so very few will, will click on your uh, ads and even few will actually cl- uh, convert uh, on your website. So you have a, a too small of an audience and the drop-off will be uh, very big as well. So. The way you use Facebook is that you, you use it to expand your reach and audience size, you build trust and you increase awareness before people are ready to commit to a demo or request pricing or, or talk to sales. So it's, it's not that really that broad or narrow is uh, better or worse. Broad targeting will let Facebook help you find the best audience based on uh, past behaviors, uh, lookalikes, interest, Um And even for B2B, for complex B2B companies, broad broad targeting is not bad per se. It's more about creating audiences based on how aware they are. So you need to be okay with not every audience or campaign being profitable. Uh, But they do serve an important purpose, which is to uh, turn uh, prospects and customers uh, to make them aware so they can come and become customers of you in the future. So when you want to expand your reach uh, and build your awareness, you might start with interest-based targeting uh, or lookalikes. You make some educated guesses for who might be interested in your product. And this is definitely an inexact science. So again, you're selling to product or engineers. You could put an interest uh, such as construction industry or maintenance and operations, for example. But then you layer in age, location and so on. Uh, You promote content, so articles, case studies, webinars, product pages, and you track who scrolls past 50% on the product page. And you see which ads and audiences are performing the best based on the campaign goals. Uh, So if it's brand awareness or, or website traffic and so on. And then you can also test more specific targeting. And this is a balancing act you need to uh, deal with. You need to balance uh, broad targeting with narrow targeting, and you need to do a lot of testing uh, with different creative, different text, different video to see what combination of all these variables, uh, which of these will produce the best outcomes. And over time, you will end up with a very highly engaged audience who is educated about your product and this will make your sales process easier because you fed them information over time it's relevant for them you align with their their timeline and not you're not trying to push uh, a sales conversation on them Um, and they will tell you that they're interested by their actions they will click your website read your product page convert on a demo and so on So essentially, you need to give Facebook uh, the data it needs. So uh, data itself is just dumb uh, and just having raw data data is not really valuable for anyone. Uh, But when you have... Uh, page views, uh, page likes, video views, uh, you have some custom events on your website, this is data you can send to Facebook. And this context is uh, is key. So you share the outcomes of your campaigns with Facebook. Uh, Facebook sees every visit, every action, and you can turn this data into valuable information. So you know what works. You, you can get increased budget because you have some predictability Uh when it comes to certain outcomes and and the output you get from uh, certain campaigns. So you have more people read your product page or request a demo and you can see patterns in what's working and what's not so so you see okay which creative which text or video works the best if you have long format short format uh, which targeting uh, audiences are working and then you can replicate and scale the audiences the campaigns the ad groups that works So that was it uh, and everything I wanted to cover. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you have any questions about Facebook or anything else related to uh, customer acquisition, please uh, send me a message on LinkedIn or uh, send me an email. Thanks for listening. See you next week.